Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbaugh. You know, leave it to Werner Herzog to write his first novel about a real-life Japanese officer in World War II who stays behind enemy lines to fight long after the war was over because he refused to surrender and turn it into a meditation on time and how flexible it can be, particularly in the jungle. Herzog's always been a fascinating guy, and even before he wrote this book titled The Twilight World, he wanted to meet this officer named Hiro Onoda, and he did. And Herzog talked to NPR's Ari Shapiro about building a rapport to Onoda, asking him questions that nobody's ever asked him before, and how Onoda saw something in Herzog that they shared together. Renowned filmmaker Werner Herzog has published his first novel, and the story behind it starts in 1997. Herzog was in Tokyo to direct an opera, and his hosts informed him that the Japanese emperor might be open to meeting him. When this was reported to me, I said to my Japanese friends, for God's sake, uh, it will be only formulaic and, and pleasantries and not a real conversation. I shouldn't do it. A private audience with the emperor is an enormous honor, and Herzog knew instantly that he'd committed a massive faux pas. It was so embarrassing that there was silence, silence, silence. And then somebody asked into this silence, whom else, if not the emperor, would you like to meet in Japan? And I said, Onoda. And they asked, Onoda, Onoda. And I said, yeah, Hiro Onoda. Hiro Onoda was an icon in Japan, an officer in the Imperial Japanese Army with a story stranger than fiction. He was the last soldier to surrender 29 years after the end of the Second World War. In late 1944, Onoda was stationed on a small island in the Philippines. When the Japanese army evacuated, Onoda was ordered to stay and fight. And so when the Japanese surrendered in 1945... Here, just offshore from bloody Okinawa, Bataan number 1, carrying part of the Japanese surrender delegation... Onoda's private war went on. For 29 years, he waged a guerrilla campaign from the jungle, first with a few other soldiers and ultimately on his own. He stole food from local villagers. He killed civilians and fought gun battles with police officers he believed were enemy agents. And he resisted all attempts to convince him of the truth. Leaflets dropped from planes, copies of current newspapers, even a personal appeal from his own brother. Onoda was sure they were all fabricated enemy propaganda. His story is so big. There are very, very few stories that we have uh, in in our cultural history, like, let's say, Jeanne d'Arc or Hiro Onoda or... Uh, a a few more, and that's about it. And so nearly 20 years after their meeting in Japan, Werner Herzog turned Onoda's story into a novel called The Twilight World. It's a work of fiction based on the real story of a man who built his reality out of a fictional story. Herzog and I discussed how similar it is to the kinds of stories Herzog has told throughout his decades-long career. Whether you're creating films or books or operas, you so often zero in on characters like Onoda, who are kind of single-minded in their pursuit of a belief. They are quixotic. They are in extreme situations. And so when you said, I want to meet Onoda, did any part of your brain think, because he is a Herzogian character, he's the kind of person who I've spent my life thinking and writing and creating about? No, of course not. I'm not planning that way. Things come with me at, with a certain vehemence, and then they are there, and I don't question much, and I uh, I go directly for the very 
hardcore of the story. And this is why I met Onoda quite a few times. And um, we immediately had a, a rapport because I had been in the jungle under difficult circumstances for something entirely different, of course. Do you mean for filmmaking? Yes, sure, I did. For example, Algeria, Fitzcarraldo, where I had to move a 360-ton steamship over a mountain <laughs> in the jungle. That was uh, pretty wild, and, and he immediately nodded to me and acknowledged there was something I must have gone through as well. But of course, you can't compare war action and doing a movie. That would be silly. In the book, you write that, uh, you say, I had worked under difficult conditions in the jungle myself and could ask him questions that no one else had asked him. Like what? What were those questions? For example, uh, the idea of time, that mm. uh, in the jungle, sometimes time does not occur. And then a, a drop of uh, water drips down from a banana front to the ground and five months suddenly have passed. It goes in convulsions. You write about this so beautifully. You say, a night bird shrieks and a year passes. A fat drop of water on the waxy leaf of a banana plant glistens briefly in the sun and another year is gone. Uh, thank you for correcting me. It's just, <laughs> you're, you're reading from the very text. And it's, I, I like that you do it because people think uh, this is only some sort of... Uh, part of my filmmaking. No, it's literature. I've always been a writer from the very earliest days on. Onoda's story is well-known, particularly in Japan, and he's often treated as a metaphor for blind loyalty or for disconnection from reality. As somebody who met and is writing about a real flesh and blood person, how do you balance the allegory with the nuanced three-dimensional human that he was. Well, there was so much evidence for him that he accumulated that it's almost, almost like a, a religious belief system that he created. And we have to ask ourselves, how do we believe into, let's say, the belief systems of a crazy sect? People do believe in it and they live their lives according to the dogma. You're saying his far-fetched beliefs may not actually have been that more extreme or disconnected from reality than the far-fetched beliefs that millions of people subscribe to today. I would say yes. And, and of course, uh, since it was a fictitious war, I'm asking myself, how much of a fiction do I live myself in my life? And of course, we all do. We are performative. We are bound by cultural norms. Your book treats Onoda as sort of a mythic figure, which is how he's often regarded. But for the islanders who lived under his shadow, he was a terror, a real-life monster hiding in the jungle. Did yeah. you have any qualms about venerating someone who took so much innocent life? You have to stop a moment. Do I venerate him or not? I do not. I describe his war and I describe the unique situation in which he was. And as everybody on the island was an enemy combatant for him, he would fight them. And this was the reason why, after he surrendered, uh, the Philippine president immediately granted him amnesty. He declared him an enemy combatant 
who performed his role as a soldier. You told The New Yorker that you had this story in you for 20 years, not quite as long as Onoda spent fighting his imaginary war, but a long time. Why do you think you held off writing it until now? I, uh, you see, I'm a working man. In these 20 years, I made 28 films. <laughs> so that's the problem. And only during the uh, pandemic, my wife said to me, why don't you write it down now? Werner Herzog's new book is called The Twilight World. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you.